no matter where I've been on stage, it's the same question that comes back. What is my why and how can I monetize that? Welcome to The Branding Lab, a workshop-style podcast focused on providing actionable advice on how to build a remarkable brand. When host Yvonne Ivanescu decided to launch her own swimwear brand, she didn't know where to start. So she went straight to the experts. And the result? In-depth conversations with entrepreneurs, founders, marketing and brand experts who have created and designed the brands we love and interact with every single day. And now she's here to share these conversations with you. Are you ready to build your brand? Then you're in the right place. All right, let's dive into this episode with your host, Yvonne. Okay, so Yulia, thank you so much for joining me today. Happy to be here. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and about Fab Academy first? All right. Okay. So my name is Yulia Stark. I am the founder of Fab Academy. I think it's almost 10 years ago we launched that for the first time. I'm also president of European Women Association, and this is where we help women to network internationally. And since a few weeks, I'm the senator of this World um, Investment Angel Forum. And this is more for businesses, mainly in my domain is women in business who are looking for VC uh, capital, and uh, this is where we connect them. So I'm in the in the consulting, in the startup, and uh, yeah, women in business. Perfect. Now, I think that one of the things that I wanted to ask you first is, why do you think that it's so important for people to understand their why before they actually begin on creating their business? You know, it's because quite often we are making choices that are not aligned with who we are. And then just, I mean, I started my career in finance. I used to be investment banker. I'm not quite proud about that. But after the financial crisis, I remember looking in the mirror and saying to myself, like, oh my gosh, I've been working um, for the money, for the nice car, but I wasn't that happy. I didn't feel I was helping or making a difference at that time. So um, it took me a few years to realize that I need to understand who am I as a person? What are my values before I make a choice, a career choice? So I think after almost a year, I remember I, it was in 2009, and um, I, I still love to dance. And that time I used to be investment bank and I realized like, oh my gosh, I love to dance. So you know what? I'll take a sabbatical year and I'll just dance. So for a year I gave Buddy, um, um, how's, how's the name again? It was so popular. Zumba. You remember the Zumba period? Yeah, yeah. I love Zumba. <laughs> so that was my peak like, of time. So I was teaching Zumba for almost a year. And then I realized there is much more within me than just shaking my ass. But to be honest, <laughs> it did help me actually to understand that I am quite passionate person. I love to travel. I love people. I love psychology. I love marketing. I love like starting projects and making them successful. So after that, every decision was actually more based on these values instead of expectations that we often have about ourselves and others. Like my dad told me, like, you should work in a bank. I mean, it would be, you'll be so respected. And 
I, how often do we make choices that are not aligned with who we are? Or we don't even know who we are, to be honest. I've been working with women mainly, and are you 20 or 40? The challenges are the same. We often don't really know who we are as a person. So the choices we make, again, does not really make us happy, do not make us happy. So that's why I think it's better for us just to slow down first, dive deeper into who are you, what makes you happy, what are your values, and then see how can I align them to my choices so it not only makes money but also makes me happy i think this is like the yeah the main question we need to ask so for someone who heard all of that and says like that's really great but i don't know where to start like how do i begin this journey of self discovery mm. what would you recommend in terms of how to go along in this process of really understanding what is it that you really want like digging deep because it seems like it's such a hard task to do, you know, like, how do I even figure that out? Well, many people come to me asking, Julia, let's find the why. And when I have my why, then I'll start building my business on it. So let me tell you a short story. A few years ago, I was uh, invited to speak in LA and the topic of why, why in business, finding your why. And I remember standing on stage in uh, in Vegas, like in a typical hotel that you'll find in Vegas. And um, I think it was 750, 800 people in the, um, in the audience, men and women. And I was standing on stage and I said, listen, guys, let's talk about your G-spot, your spot of greatness in business. And people would just stop breathing and they would look at each other and they're like, oh my gosh, did you really say the G-word? And I was confused because I never expected Americans to be that prudish. So I said, no, no, guys, I'm talking about your spot of greatness in business. So I think it's the first step we need to realize that you can do a lot of things that make you happy, like I used to dance, and it really made me happy. But I couldn't really scale that business at that time. So at the end, I was frustrated because I wanted to have more financial results. So I remember going off the stage after my keynote or this workshop, and there was a line of people standing there, men, women, young, older, and they were all having the same question. They were standing there for a picture and autograph. And it was such a strange feeling because no matter where I've been on stage, it's the same question that comes back. What is my why? And how can I monetize that? So in the ease of the first step, it would be, just asking yourself a question, and maybe you've heard about this before, but ask yourself a question. If there was no money or you had enough of money, like imagine you have today 20 million euros on your account. You don't have to work for money to pay your bills. What would you be doing anyway? So in my case, I remember I was asking myself that question. I wrote down, I would travel for sure. I would meet new people. I would start up new projects and I would love to make a difference in people's lives, not only by investing their money on stock exchange, but to really, really make a difference. So when they will look back at the life, they'll see like, wow, I truly, truly lived. So that also meant that I had to make choices in my life that are really congruent with my values. So I would sit down, I write down what, what is important to me. So family, friends, travel, wealth. 
and not only like financial, but like the wealth in like the from a holistic point of view. So yes, I'm not saying money is like very important, but it's quite. If you're living in this society and you're not earning money doing what you love, you'll get frustrated or you'll get into the burnout one day. So I really wanted to find that 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 G spot, that spot of greatness. So if you know what you'll be doing, you would need money, what you'll be doing, and you have few things answered, then probably you'll hear that little voice saying like, yes, but. And everything that comes after but is something you need to question. And then the second question you can ask yourself maybe, what if you knew you would succeed 100%, what would you do? So if there was no fear and you knew for sure that you will succeed, what, you, what would you be doing? And that, again, guides you in the direction of your G-spot. And the third step, what you could do is make a list. And first list, you'll write down everything you are passionate about. And sometimes passion is overrated, or at least that word is overused. But if you're, there is nothing you're passionate about, that's fine. That's all fine. Just write down things that you're interested in. It can be, again, travel, dance, people, psychology, science, um, digital marketing, podcasts, whatever. So write down things you are interested or passionate about. And then make another list, writing down what your skills are. Maybe you're naturally good with people, or maybe you speak five different languages, or maybe, I don't know, um, you are good in sewing. So just write down things that you, um, skills that you have acquired during your career or life, from education to experience. And then the last column would be a list of money. So with other words, how would you connect these interests and skills and monetize that? Give you an example. I still love to dance. So I decided I'll become a dance teacher. I got extra schools and teachings and workshops on how to teach dance. So I started to earn money with Zumba in 2009, teaching people how to shake their ass. So it was fun. I earned, by the way, a lot of money in this that year. Crazy amount of money because marketing helped. Um, and it, I, didn't have, I didn't have to invest in marketing. It was all over the radio and TV. So you actually making a list of things you're passionate about and, con and, and, and connecting them to skills and seeing how you can monetize that will give you then an answer to how you can um, do something you love and be paid for it. Does it make sense? Yeah, definitely. I think your second point is like the, the best question that people can ask in terms of like, if you knew you wouldn't fail in something, mm -hmm. what would you do? Because yeah. I think then, then all that fear, because I think a lot of people don't do what they love because they have that like crippling fear. What if I fail? What if this doesn't work? You know? And I, I wanted to ask you then, how do you coach people to get themselves out of that fear of, of confronting that fear and, you know, and crushing it in a way? 
Well, to be honest, I'm not sure if we all can really completely crush it. It will always be there. Also from a scientific point of view, fear is there also to protect us, to do, to not do stupid things. But it's always uh, quite often exaggerated. So the more you think, think, the bigger the fear becomes. So don't overthink the processes. I think action is the best healer. Little actions. I'm not saying like quit your job, move the countries. No, just do the first step towards that G-spot. So imagine, give me an example of things that somebody would love to do, but is fearful about it. So starting a new business or uh, moving across the country to another country or let's say for example, their job. you would like to quit your job and move somewhere to the south to the sun by the water like in your case yes <laughs> like water by the ocean well it, it it implements that you need to really to take like big steps big changes quite normal that you're fearful about it because you're losing your how would i say your basics your grounding in this case you can start to research things people who have already done this that helped me anyway. And many of our community members, it really helped. Look for people who have already done things that you would like to do. Move country, quit your job. What kind of resources are there? For example, I live in Belgium and there is like um, a support by the government, the Flemish government, helping you to get extra coaching to make you more happier job or change career. So there are programs in different countries that can actually help you to uh, make these steps. So research helps, but I'm not mean, I'm not saying research everything that's online, just very focused. Look for people who successfully have achieved what you would like to achieve. They will inspire you and they will show you how to do stuff. All right. So there are communities, there are support organizations that and that will help you if you reach out. So I think the first step would be also to dare asking for help. How often are we just stuck? Not because we can do something, but because we are afraid to ask for help. And then we overthink stuff. And six months later, we are still nowhere. So just making a list of little steps you can make towards your GSPA, towards your goal, and finding role models. People have done this before. It will just shorten your process for sure. Yeah, definitely. And also, I think what you said once was that you can also imagine yourself if you hadn't done what you want to do. And how would you feel if you never actually went for it? Yeah, And just like feeling that kind of feeling. Um, and I think that's a great exercise to do as well. Yeah. You know, we all human beings and everything that's actually alive is triggered by pain and pleasure. And if you understand that we all want to go away from pain and go towards the pleasure. So pain can be an unfulfilling relationship, um, um, over busy job, not seeing your children, um, being stressed, um, unhappy, all these kind of things, it's pain. And sometimes it helps to think, imagine if I won't change anything today. I will not move countries. I will not start up my dream business. I always thought I would do. Um, you will just do whatever you are doing right now. You'll continue doing this for the next 10, 20 years. 
just visualizing yourself standing in front of this big mirror, seeing yourself unfulfilled, maybe even lonely, maybe even frustrated, um, just seeing the worst case scenario of the lack of the choices you made is actually the bigger stimulation to make the decision today towards your G-spot. So pain is great to start with as a motivation, saying to yourself, this is not what I want. This is not where I'll be going. So, And then it really helps you to reach out for help. It gives you an extra push. And then you visualize where actually am I going? Where will be, where I will be, where I will be in five to 10 years, for example. And that can be by the ocean, having your own business. And of course, you have your challenges. And maybe making that list of your passions and skills and money, you will realize that you're still missing, that you're still missing some of the skills to earn money doing what you love. But at least you'll know. Because, you know, how many expensive hobbies are out there? And by that, I mean... People trying to start up the business, doing what they love, but not actually earning good money with it. So this is like the, the most of the freelancers I know. They are actually selling their time for money. So it's often not scalable and they're often overworked. And this is something, yeah, you need to understand. You need to acquire new skills to make a business scalable, to make a business successful. And first of all, many of us, we just suck at marketing and sales. And this is one of the most important skills any of us entrepreneurs need to acquire. Understanding who's your target audience, what is their pain, what is their pleasure, and how can you solve their problems. This is your task. And then communicating that on social media, on through networking, I mean, through partnerships. This will actually help you um, to understand your target audience better and to sell more. So marketing and sales, very important. Yeah, so I think it's really important. It's really interesting that you said that because we talk about we talk about your, your passions and your interests and everything like that, but we also have to realize that we have to see if there's a demand for that and understanding if customers will buy from us and what is it that we can really sell to them. I think it needs to, both of these things need to align together. Yes. Um, because without one, the other can't really function. Then you have just an expensive hobby and you can still be a dancer or a dance teacher. And if people don't pay you, then you just dance. And you're having fun. That's also okay. But if you really want to scale and earn good money, then you'll need to master new skills. And then you need to understand the feedback from the market. If the market is not ready to pay a certain price, the market isn't interested in certain services, you need to adapt. I mean, see what happened with COVID. You had to pivot. I mean, for example, our Fab Academy, like the program we are running, it was offline for the last seven years. Offline. You Once a month, we had our workshops in a group setting, beautiful location, hugging, I mean, talking, drinking a champagne. It was like a party once a month. And then everything shut down and, and, and I was like, oh my gosh, we are lost. All the businesses were just, I mean, luckily we are living in, in Belgium. So we had some of the financial support, but it doesn't really save your business. So we have to, we had to pivot very fast. So we launched Fab Academy online 
And again, that I had to learn new skills to make it happen. And this is, and this will st- still exist. So we, we, we decided that even after the COVID-19, after this, after everything will be open up, starting from September, most of our programs will be run online. And what we are keeping are, um, are our retreats. Because once a year we were flying to Bali and we had this business holistic retreats. So I will focus myself more on promoting and sharing more about Bali or other destinations and the retreats and not only on Tap Academy offline. So this is something, a skill, again, you need to acquire. And in what do you think would happen with an individual that says, you know, I don't need to understand my why. Uh, there's a demand in the market for this. I think I can make a lot of money with that. I don't need to know my why. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to sh- open up a business like that. What What do you think, what kind of problems, or if there are any problems with that kind of a, a perspective or that kind of a direction, um, what do you think would come up in that, in that kind of a sense? It will work as well. It will work yeah. as well. Of course, you can earn money doing something very strategic, selling Coca-Cola or chips or chocolate because people will be always buying chocolate, for example. So it, I'm not saying you really have to find your sweet spot and your why. No. I mean, I used to be a banker. To be honest, it wasn't my why. I just loved working with people. It was quite exciting. Every day, stock exchange, things were changing. I loved variety. I loved to travel. On the long term, in my case, it didn't work out. And by that, I mean my values later on, I understood, were family and friends. I wasn't there for them. I mean, I was in Luxembourg or I was in Geneva with my clients. I was never home. So I think it's a certain choice. If it's a conscious choice, no worries. If you can scale it and put the right people on it, perfect. Then you don't have to be involved in these operational projects and processes. So perfect, even better. But if you are building a business and you want to do it like with passion and with love and connection, and especially for, for SMEs, it's quite important. I think we need to make a difference here between small business owners and multinationals. There are a different strategy for that. And especially when you work by yourself in a sm- or in a small team, it has a different impact on yourself, on your surrounding. So I have one of, by the way, this morning I had a meeting with my uh, colleague. He's a digital marketeer, Anton. He has two businesses um in 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 Russia by the way he lives in Belgium but his online business is in Russia and in his case he is doing a turnover of 2.4 million dollars a year and he hates his job by the way he hates it he has a small team he has a call center and they're selling things and they're delivering i don't really remember what kind of products they're selling but it was based on things what the market wants, not what he wants. And now we're often having conversation uh, that he would call in and ask like, oh gosh, it's time to change. I'm trying to sell my business or find somebody who will manage the processes so I can focus on things that I love. So I think you, yeah, now it, it can work, by the way, it can. It doesn't mean that it will make you happy, 
but it can work financially. I'm somebody who's saying you can have it all. You can have a good relationship. You, I mean, I'm a mother, by the way, of two. I don't want to be stuck in traffic jam every day, missing out on bringing up my children. I want to see them. I want to hug them. I want to be there in the morning and in the evening. But that means I'll have to um, consciously make my choices, my career choices. I also have to travel. For example, last summer, um, I said, listen, guys, I just want to travel. I, want to, I would love to do retreats. So I took whole family for two months and we stayed in Bali. So I want Wow, that's that. amazing. It is, but it was only possible when I have decided to start up my business. My partner joined a few, late, a few years ago as well. So that gave us freedom. But I think if you are running your business only based on numbers and you're stuck to certain hours, especially when you work for somebody, you won't have that freedom. And then, yeah. And sometimes it's okay. You're ready to pay that price, but sometimes it's not. I think there is a book. Yeah. yeah. Go, go, go ahead. No, no, it's because you said you talk about values and I think it's all about your values and what Mm -hmm. you want. And I know that in the Fab Academy, you really ask people to list their 10 most important values and then their five most important values. Mm -hmm. And from that, you can really see where your business can fit into that. Because if your value is money, um, then maybe you would accept something like, um, a business that makes a lot of money. But if your top three is freedom, creativity, and family, then maybe that type of job or that type of business is just not for you. Yeah, yeah. So it's very subjective. And again, it's important that you know first what's important to you. And then you're ready to pay some prices. I mean, if your money is everything, and it can be because you had, I don't know, some kind of interesting role models when you were young or if you would like to become somebody you know or seen on TV, somebody influenced your life, Um, then maybe if you not seeing your children isn't a big of a deal. It's possible. And that's also fine. Again, not everybody needs to become this freedompreneur living in Bali and doing what they love. Not at all. Not at all. Another thing I would like to mention as well, I mean, it's quite important that you understand who you are and how your brain works. Because often we tell ourselves stories like, no, I can't do that because I'm not an entrepreneur. I can't do that because I have too many fears. I'm introvert or I'm shy or whatever story you have about yourself. The important things you need to realize is that you can rewrite that story. And there are different books on neuroscience about um, how we start believing the inner conversation we have with ourselves. So sometimes it helps to literally to rewrite it, like somebody you want to become. Somebody is more open and authentic and genuine and really is earning money doing what they love. On the other hand, there is a book. It's um, Stealing Fire. Have you ever read that, that book? No, no, no by, I haven't. I think it's it's written by Stephen Cutler. He has written a few books on uh, performance, and he in Stealing Fire is that book when he speaks to different scientists about the flow, because magic often happens when you're in that flow, when you just create stuff without thinking about time and money. By the way. So for me, when I was working on Fab Academy and the G-Sport training, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the moment when I realized when I 
was creating Fab Academy, I knew I don't want to choose between traveling, being a mother, and earning money. I want to have it all. So I literally wrote down everything that I'm, everything I'm passionate about. And I realized, I mean, in, within the Fab Academy, you'll have the mindset, you've got the psychology, you've got the marketing and the sales, but you also have mindfulness trainings. So by combining that all, that gave an extra and a lot of value to our community. And that was rewarded in money. But I realized it was because I was in my flow when I was creating it. And that meant I would wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and just write things down because I've got this amazing idea that I would like to include in the academy. So tapping into that flow is an important tool as well in finding your why. Because in that flow lies the answer to your why. Because, again... If money wasn't the issue, you would probably do different things that you're doing right now. So why not starting today doing things that you love and figure out how you can get paid for it? And reading that book helped me read. I mean, he, he talks all about psychedelics in that book. I mean, you don't have to take psychedelics, but you can do different activities that can bring you into the flow. And he gives a few examples there about surfing, uh, meditation, yoga, um, sports, all the things that can bring you closer to that uh, physical flow and open up certain parts of your brain to get answers you're looking for. So I think that why and that flow literally lies in our brain. We just need to learn how to tap into that. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that it's, I really am grateful for actually the fab academy because i was in the fab academy and i ended up doing something completely different than i've ever done mm -hmm. just from understanding who i am and what my what my passions are and my interests and my values and i think that it's okay to do something different it's okay to take time to understand who you are because it does take time to to really go deep inside you and address all the issues and limitations that you have, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of us have the fears and also limiting beliefs in terms of, oh, I can't make money with that, or I don't want, I don't want to make a lot of money or whatever we have. So I think it's really important to take the time to, to address all of this. And I think you, a certain moment when you into that action taking, you'll see the fears will get smaller. As long as you're not taking actions, they're quite big and they can really paralyze you. But the moment you say, listen, I'll just take my first step. I will record my first podcast. I will write my first blog. I will put my website online, whatever that is. You making that first step will show you there is nothing to be fearful about. People will not kill you. Nobody will judge you. And if they will, you don't have to care. Because this is something we are, we are living in an imaginary world, a world of, of, of fears and little voices which are not real. From your really help is your network. Another thing you need to, so you've got marketing, you've got sales, you've got the why, but again, also your network can really, really help you. So invest your time and energy in networking. Networking with people who can lift you up. 
not with every workshop, not with every session, not with every Zoom session you're invited to or, or an event. I try to figure out where are the people that I should uh, be connecting to that can inspire me, uh, people who I, I can ask for help, people who have achieved things that are, I would like to achieve. So networks are very, very important as well. And again, you don't go there to use people. You can go there to ask for help, but first you serve them. First you figure out how can I help them? Is there something I can do for them? Maybe set up their podcast account or maybe help them in digital marketing or maybe connect them to somebody within your network that can help them in their business, for example. So you, by looking first, like, okay, how can I help you? will leave people um, grateful and they would be willing to help you too. So don't ever underestimate the power of networks. I think there's a saying that says like, show me who your friends are and I'll show you who you are. And it just talks about the importance of surrounding yourself with people that support you and that can help you. Um, and people that are more accomplished than you are, because then you strive to be like them and you, you focus more on achieving your goals. And I think it's really important, like you said, to network and to have that really strong support system. I think it also shows you, from a logic point of view, that what you're dreaming about is possible. That's like the main reason you should surround yourself by successful people. Because that little voice saying, yeah, yes, but, but it's impossible, I can do that, that's bullshit. Because you literally see people doing that, what you want to do. And then being successful at it. So all those stories and little voices and limiting beliefs, they become just a story which you will not believe at the end because you'll see it's, it's not true. And this is, again, why, um, in a way, showing and having role models is important, asking for mentorships, um, doing programs, reading books, uh, developing yourself will help you achieve your professional and private goals much more faster than if you would just be sitting and dreaming about that. Yeah, I think it's, I think a lot of the times it's great to remind yourself that you are not thinking of, you're not creating something new. There's already people out there that have done what you want to do, yeah. that have been successful in it. And yeah. that, that, that doesn't stop you from also being successful in that. Yeah, as long as there is, I've learned something quite recently. Um, we were creating an app. And I'm actually quite terrible in technology, but I know my target audience. I know what they need. And it, there was no solution in the market. And I thought, that's good. Then I'll be the first one. But actually, if there is nobody selling your service or product, that's the, that means that the market doesn't really need that. The more people they are doing what you do, the more chances you have to succeed in your project. Yes, you have to become better but you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Yes, you have to improve your marketing and networks and communication skills. But again, the market is already there. People are already paying for these kind of products or services. So this is good, okay? And this is something mind switch we all need to make at a certain moment. Don't be afraid of the competition. Look how can you partner up if possible or how you can learn from them and then um, more, like model them. You don't have to copy, but you can model their process. I mean, Tony Robbins always says, like, success leaves clues. Look what other successful people are doing. 
and it will just shorten your success path so much. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's priceless. I love that success leaves clues. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And then you really have to zoom in and often you can, you can read books and because some people say, really, I don't have successful people around me. Well, go to a conference, go to a session, go to a network or read books about these successful people. There are so many like in self-development, like thousands of books you should read. But I mean, or even on YouTube, there are so many personal development channels with great podcasts. I mean, just just go and look in the right direction. You know, things that you believe in become your reality. As long as you believe it's not possible, I'm not made for it, it's not for me, you're right. But when you say like, yeah, I'm, it is for me, I'm born for greatness, you're also right. And this is what I need to understand. Whatever happens in your head, is right. It's your reality and you will act upon it. So change what's happening, the inner conversation, and you'll change the results as well. Yeah. And I think that's so important. Like before you start a business, you really need to have that inner conversation and align yourself. Because if you're out of whack, this is my belief, but I think if you're out of whack and you're kind of still struggling within yourself and you start a business in that kind of a mindset, it might be successful, yes, but I think it'll be harder for you to be able to really create something amazing. Yeah. I don't confidence know if you agree helps. With that. Yeah. I think, first of all, what I've seen is the more confident you are about yourself, I'm not even talking about your, your skills as an entrepreneur, right? because you'll learn. The most of the things you can learn. Um, don't overrate that. But something it's, which can help you now is feeling great about yourself or invest time in becoming more confident. And that will open new doors. I mean, if you enter a meeting or a networking moment or a session and you're there, you're present, you're smiling, you're looking at the people in the eyes, and you're just really there, and you radiate joy and fun and confidence. The chances that people will come to you and talk to you and remember you are much more higher. So I think that's, that part of you as a person is even more important than your skills. Yes, they are important. They will come later. You will find, even if they will say, no, I'm not interested in your project, you will find a way to get them there, to get the investments. You'll find a way to get the money, to, 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 to have a great team, because you're so passionate about what you do and who you are. So, it, again, people buy you, not your service in the beginning. All right. Later, when you scale and there is no more you behind the project, all right. But again, it's the storytelling, it's the connection, and never underestimate that. It's it, investing yourself as, as a person, it will improve your business I mean, much more faster. That's great advice. I think that's a I think that's really important that people invest in themselves. Cause like you said, it's all about the story behind the brand. I think a lot of times when someone launches a business, the first thing is that people ask, who are you and who's behind that brand and what's the story behind that brand? And mm -hmm. you know, you are your brand. So it's very important to invest in yourself as well. 
Yeah, and this is something we realized like seven, almost eight years ago when we started Fab Academy, it was an online, uh, offline project. We started with marketing and sales. We thought, listen, if you have an idea and you know who your target audience is, you have a marketing plan and you know how to sell, you've got a script, you'll be successful. Then we realized that this inner voice was saying yes, but and people were not taking any action. So we had to really make this academy much more deeper and and I mean, have more courses on personal development, on mindset, on confidence, on, 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 on psychology, on uh, mindfulness, even on meditation skills. And by adding that to the business module that increased our success, or at least of our mentees with 70%. And then we realized it's not what you know, it's not how good you can set up an ad account on Facebook. Not at all. Again, listen, um, don't lose yourself in the details. When you start up your business, you tend to try to do everything by yourself. And that's fine. You can learn. But at the end, you have to learn to delegate. So that means all the money that's coming in will probably go out to pay other people to do the job. And that's fine. This is the only way to scale and grow your business. All right. Most of us are keeping the money like, yay, I've earned my first thousand euros. And no, that first thousand euros, you don't go and shop. You invest it back. Find a freelancer who will do the advertising for you, who will do the copywriting for you, who will do, I don't know, your website for you. So this is the mentality you need to integrate to make sure you become like not just a freelancer who struggles from paycheck to paycheck, but freelancer that's growing and that's growing it's growing his team, even, even though it's a team of freelancers. You don't have to have them on your payroll, but you need to invest in your people and the team. So this is like a step-by-step -step towards something that's scalable, that gives you freedom and more digital, because I'm sure that after COVID-19, most of us will stay online. And that means yeah. that gives you freedom. You can be, what we are doing right now we could have been doing that from Bali if the borders were open. And this is like the, 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 the opportunities you need to see. And if you have a team, wow, this is like, yes, you have to share your, um, your, your revenues, but at the end, you're, you're not only doing it for the money. You're doing it for what the money can, what you can do with the money. Is it travel? Is it, I don't know what the values you have, but again, this is something we need to understand that if you are a startup business owner, please think, think in ways as a, as a, not from operational point of view, but from a strategic point of view. No, that's really important. I think it's, I mean, when I was doing the Fab Academy, I saw how much work we had to do on the mindset aspect of it. You know, I did so much more work than on the marketing and sales aspect mm -hmm. of it. And and I think that's really important. It took, you know, me two, three hours each week just writing out uh, my reflections and my values and my sweet spot. And I think that a lot of people just don't do this. Um, they don't take the time to do this. And I think it's very important, like you said, for SMEs, for people who are starting small that want to create a story with their brand and I, I mean, I can't recommend the Fab Academy enough because it really kind of pushed me to think of all of those things. And I didn't even think about it at the beginning. You know, those questions that you said about mm. um, if you ha if you didn't have 
to rely on money, like what would you do if you knew you would succeed in something? Hundred percent. What will you do? Like these questions, you don't think about, yeah. but they really change your perspective. And I think that was super important for me. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think the other thing is, if you don't ask yourself these questions, you'll start doing. Some people are action takers. You know, some are overthinkers. Others are action takers. Well, those who will take action, they will probably give up quite easily if they haven't thought about the values and the strategy behind their business. Me, I'm not talking long term. At least midterm. And this is good that you are doing your homework because that will give you a, you know, a, a, a process and for the next few years and you'll see why you're doing. And when, then when you, you are connected to that why, you'll figure out your marketing strategy, you'll figure out your sales, you'll find people that will support you in that process because you can hire almost everything. So don't worry about the skills in that case. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. I, I wanted to wrap this up with just asking you if you have anything else that you want to, any other pieces of advice you'd like to impart on us, um, on me and the listeners? Well, maybe not so logical one, but find a ritual that will help you um, to help you to calm your mind because quite often we make decisions for that are not aligned with who we are because we are freaking out or we last we have lost the balance or we are overstressed when you are in a peace of the calm peace of mind then you will think more clearly and clarity is everything so find a way it can be breathing it can be running it can be yoga dance meditation but something you do daily and that will help you to get more clarity. And when you have more clarity, you will make the right actions on a daily basis. And that will lead to a faster results in your business. I think, that I think that's all. Yeah, I think that's great advice. For me, uh, I take walks uh, with my dog. And I also listen to I Am Affirmations every morning on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I started journaling. And I have to say, it's I can see a difference. Mm -hmm. I can feel a difference. So I think that's very important. It is. It is. So I wanted to really thank you for coming on um, the show today. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for all of your wisdom. Um, the Fab Academy is now going to be online so everyone can access it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, it's not It's not only for women, right? No, You're opening no. it up for men as well? Yes, for men as well. Because, okay, one of the new clients, he said like, oh, Julia, I don't have a G spot. So we renamed it as a sweet spot. So the guys can find their sweet spot in the Fab Academy. <laughs> me as well so yes guys you're all welcome and we are made it super affordable for everybody since it's online so join in if you have any questions you can always find me on on facebook on linkedin you just go to julia stark and you'll find me there perfect thank you again julia you're welcome yvonne and uh, yeah good luck with your business thank you ciao ciao Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Branding Lab podcast with your host, Yvonne Ivanescu. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, or leave us a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. We'll catch you next time.